I'm your host, Sarah Boss, and welcome to Attainable Podcast. Beautiful. And um, I just wanted to confirm I saw on your thing, but I wanted to make sure. Uh, so we do get on YouTube and stuff, and we'll do like little clips to make sure that we're promoting as much as we can. Video is okay? Yeah. Mm. As you can <laughs> see, we show up as we are. So. <laughs> I had my I Love uh, Booty Call shirt on. Uh, but it's see-through. So I was like, let me not be that person. <laughs> that person. <laughs> you can be any person that you want to be here. I'm, I'm a sweatshirt and I put deodorant on for the first time at 5.30 PM today. So that's the, that's the oh. person I am today. <laughs> hey, you know what? You're getting across the finish line and that's what that's happened. That's right. So, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's perfect. Okay. Let's go ahead and get started. Um, hi guys, and welcome back to the Attainable Podcast. If you can tell, I'm already smiling. We're already laughing because we have already basically started the conversation. So I was like, let's go ahead and press record. Um, I'm so excited for this conversation today. Today I'm with Caitlin Guild of Caitlin Scott Boudoir. And we, this is like the beginning of the year. I think that this is, um, about body confidence, body neutrality, and I think it's an important conversation to have, as well as I just really wanted to get Caitlin on because her personality is infectious. So I was like, this is going to be super fun, um, super lax, girl talk, or, you know, guy talk, they talk, whatever you, you know, however you come, yeah, you come as you are. So um, yeah, this conversation is going to be for everybody. And I'm so excited. Caitlin, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. I am so excited. I've been following you since there was a post you did before your wedding. And I was like, oh my, who is this human? I have to follow you. And I don't know what it was, but you were so funny. Like I literally watched the whole wedding thing happen. And I was like, this person's dope. And then you reached out for a podcast. I was like, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. No, literally when people call me funny, it's, it's everything and more. It's, it's healing childhood trauma. I don't oh. really have, I had a beautiful childhood that is so dramatic, but my whole family, like they are very funny. Like I will give them that and uh, very dry humor. Yeah. Um, very just like, I don't know, especially like sarcasm to yeah. the max. And I was always the not funny one in the family. Ah. Like it was like mom was super <laughs> funny and like cutthroat and just tell you like it is. Dad is super yeah. dry and like he'll say something under his breath. He's quiet. Yeah. But if you're next to him, you'll die because you'll hear it. And you're like, oh my God. And then my little brother is the direct opposite of me. He's been spitting one-liner since he was three. Like oh he will tell you, he was telling me off with his eyes when he was six months old. Like he, ah. and so I was always the not funny one. And oh, now yeah. with TikTok, I'm like, I, I, anytime somebody calls me funny, I'm like, family, see, Look. I am funny. I have, I <laughs> have people to now. tell me. <laughs> it's on the record now. It's yeah. on the record. I can't even remember what video it was, but I just was like immediate follow. Like your video didn't even finish. And I was like, yep. I don't know this human, but let's watch this wedding together. Like I am fucking here for this. Like, let's go. It was amazing. And the I, people, I was just like, oh uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you're like not far from me. You're in Raleigh, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're what just like Charleston. First. Oh my gosh. I lived in Myrtle beach for like eight years. Shut up. We I have, did. or my uh, grandparents have um, a place in Surfside. Stop it. My mom yeah. lives in North Myrtle. <gasps> Shut up. I see a future like possible collab happening. 100%. Oh my God. I'm in for it. 100%. I will come down. Absolutely. I need to go to Raleigh. I've never been to Raleigh. And like, I have so many friends from Raleigh. I've been to, uh, like I used to live in Fort Mill, Charlotte area. If you're familiar, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. but like not too far gone yeah. to Asheville. But I feel like Raleigh is like one of the big ones for the Carolinas. I just haven't been. And I heard it's so cute. 
Well, you know, I just redid my studio. So come I on know. Up. Congratulations. It looks so good. <laughs> it was a work of love. We, uh, both me and my mom about killed ourselves, but yeah, um, it's done and it looks so pretty and like exactly how my little brain pictured it when I first moved in there in 2020 oh. and like everything that I wanted to have done to it is now done to it. And that is so satisfying. It's so satisfying. Like I walked in today cause I'm getting ready for, I have shoot tomorrow. And I just was like, I don't know. It was such a weird, surreal feeling. It just felt so at home. There's a couple little things I still have to tweak, but like for the most part feels so good. Feels so good. That must feel like amazing. It does. It's like the most awesome rebirth and start over because I don't know how to explain it. Like I made it through 2020. I made it through 2021. 2022 is amazing. And going into 2023 on a new lease, it just feels like, I don't know. It just feels like such an amazing start to the year. Yeah. I cannot wait to see what this year brings. I'm so Oh my gosh. That's awesome. Well, we haven't even really introduced you. So can you briefly, in case anybody does not follow you um, or know who you are, give a, give a brief introduction to who you are and what you do. Absolutely. I'm Caitlin. Hi. (laughs) Welcome. Uh, So I'm a boudoir photographer and I started photography back in 2000, technically 2012. Um, I bought my first professional camera. Uh, my dad passed super unexpectedly and I bought my first big girl camera with his life insurance money. The first photos I ever took with that camera was when we spread his ashes. So like my why is really big. We had just scheduled a family photo shoot, like right before he passed. And so my original reason for starting photography was that I never wanted somebody to miss out on those moments. And I've pivoted into boudoir because I always say, if you can get naked in front of a random stranger, you're not going to have any problem taking family photos in khakis on the beach, right? Like if you can conquer your fear and get in front of me, you can get in front of every other photographer. So I specialize in size inclusive, gender inclusive boudoir. And it's just a way to feel empowered in your skin and like really feel at home in your body um, through self-portraits or studio shots with me. So yeah, that's what I do. Oh, that is so awesome. Um, I started following you and I've never talked about this on the podcast. I did a boudoir shoot for my wedding, um, so. like, or for, you know, for husband or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> and I followed you like right before I did it. And I was like looking yes. through your tips and, and when I was like vetting photographers, like I, I went to you and like, I, you know, you don't know what to expect. No. Um, also, one of the most fun things I've ever done, especially if you have the right person. I I, I had a wonderful photographer here in Charleston and um, just, it is literally, I don't know what compares to it. I felt like I could kick a wall after that. I was like, I, sw- <laughs> I came out of that. And of course I couldn't <laughs> like tell Joseph. I w- no, I was like, somebody come fight me on the street right now. I swear to God, I will kick your ass. I, there is literally nothing I cannot do. I no. promise you, you come at me right now. I'm a scrappy little bitch. I will. So much confidence. Like yes. I didn't know who I was. Like this is amazing. Like, I wish I could bottle that feeling and just like, yeah to the people. Like, I don't know how, even when I do selfies, it's the same feeling. You feel like you could literally kick in a door. Yeah. And I think maybe cause it's like staring down a cliff. Like you have to kind of just jump and yeah. like that your wings spread and then your wings spread and you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can do it. Like, it's such a crazy experience and such a crazy feeling. And like, I wish that was portrayed more. I wish people talked about it more. Like you hear a lot of the horror stories about boudoir, like mm-hmm. this happened or so. 
very few people have that like motion where they are willing to talk about that I could kick a door down, but almost all my clients feel that way. Like it's my most favorite thing when they walk out, they look totally different than when they walked in. You know, what oh, I, mean? I have zero shame and I have chronic overshare syndrome. So I um, I was like, this is the perfect time. Um, and oh, yeah. I probably should have seen if anybody had questions, but um, no, it was like, it was so fun. Um, it, it was I don't even know. Like it was, oh, here's the thing. Here's one thing. Um, just funny story. So she, um, I think with Boudoir, a lot of people do like galleries, like they'll send a digital gallery, but they also usually like partner with some sort of book company or something, or they have it like bound in like something. Um, this is what my friend had when she was the only person I knew that had done it. Um, and, and this photographer had not found a, uh, like book or you know, company like that she company, yeah. trusted yeah. and that she really liked. So she was like, right now we just have digital galleries because I'm not going to put my name on something that I don't love. But I was like, totally right. get it. So I'm with here with my digital gallery. So I'm looking on, on my computer. I was like, hey, like, what should I do? And I was like, well, I only know one place to print photos. CVS it is. And <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm not, not kidding. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I printed my photos at CVS. And like, I, for all like, the buildup and everything I handed this man a packet of CVS photos I'm not kidding and but then so he was like you know he loved it of course but I'm thinking okay like um somebody had to have a show like at CVS oh. and I'm just gonna say god bless and you're welcome I guess I <laughs> should should I have more like protection or like worry about that maybe Maybe. Um, unfortunately I don't. And okay. so I'm just not going to have it. Like if I don't have it now, I'm not going to have it any more than that. So, no. so you'll then, never go back to that CVS. No, never. no, um, no. Hey Craig, how's it going? I know how's you it going? my left kitty yesterday, but how's it going? <laughs> just some tampons in my thing. Like what? <laughs> Literally. No. And then months go by in that months, meaning I handed this to him, I think right before the wedding, not at the wedding, but like a couple of days before yeah. or something. And like two weeks ago, I get a call from a different CVS. Um, cause I forgot I printed a poster because <laughs> you're feeling yourself. So you're like, oh, I need a large size of me. <laughs> and so I printed a poster and they were like, Hey, Miss Boss. Um, we have we have your poster ready like it's been sitting here for a while I was like and I didn't remember I didn't remember and so I was like I have a funny question for you and I was like open that poster and they were like no we're like not allowed to open it and I was like okay awesome um I'll be there right quick and so I scurry over to CVS and I, and no, that's not even true. I had Joseph get it. I'm not kidding. I think I sent him to get it. He got it. <laughs> I would have been too embarrassed to go in. I'm <laughs> telling you, I would have been like, uh, that's going to burn there. It's going to die. With it's going to die there. And I was like, if they didn't open it now, they're going to like, if they didn't already open it, they're opening it now for sure. They're going to like re-sticker sure. it or something. And of, sure. I can't prove anything, of course, but we get it and we open it. And like, there's a little tear in the print and I'm like, 100, you open it. I, I And also you're welcome because you're welcome. that's a work of art. So <laughs> hello. It's just yeah. like, sweetheart, what am I supposed to do with this? I was like, I don't know. Hang it up. He's like, we have guests, like people come over. And like our friends, you know, they'll just the other weekend for New Year's, like my girlfriends, we're, we're all in my bathroom. Like they just wander anywhere. People come in our bedroom. We're just, it's open house when our squad okay. comes. So he's like, there's literally nowhere that this could be hidden. And okay. I was like, well, it's a gift. 
to you and yeah. you need to hang it find us so you know shirt. anybody who sees it you're welcome like <laughs> he's like that is incredible no. that is incredible I'm telling you what that happens the number one question I get on my TikToks when I talk about selfies doing selfies at home is where do you print and there's only one company that I do recommend and it's called mpix and it is a sister to my parent one of my parent labs and they are like a direct to consumer, but they also print my boudoir, some of my boudoir stuff. So like I called, made sure. And like, because I, I don't want to be like, you live in small town USA. And by the way, just print at Walmart. No, literally, <laughs> you have to see those people on the street. Like, yeah. huh? Hey, huh? hey. Yeah. If anybody saw that, I'm just like, I mean, I guess I'm not going to be running for governor. Like, no. <laughs> There goes my chances. Check there goes out. my chances. Yeah, politics. no, I lost that a long time ago because I started putting my naked butt on the internet a while ago. <laughs> so no hopes of becoming this president anytime soon. Anytime soon. No. Um. Well, gosh. Okay. Let's talk. Let's talk about your se- sexy selfie series. Um, yeah. which has been going on for a long time. You had, uh, I think a hundred days of sexy selfies. Um. Yeah. T- can you tell us about the start of that series, or if yeah. you need to go far back, like start of your TikTok, even. So I started that series June of 2020, the height of the pandemic on my first TikTok account, like way back in the day. I just started a second TikTok, the one that you've seen because, uh, you know, the algorithm hates what mm-hmm. I do for a living, but that's okay. Neither here nor there. I started that series because we were stuck inside and it was the middle of the pandemic and people were feeling so down in the dumps about their bodies. And I was like, I have this thing that I can do to help you feel better. And the outpouring of support and love that I got on those like first set of like, I'm going to do this. Nobody else is really doing this. I'm just going to try it. Give you my knowledge and hope you actually do something with it. People lost their mind. They loved it. They loved it. It was so much fun. It was so much fun. And at the time I was also doing like virtual shoots Cause I was raising money for a woman's local shelter. Cause like abuse during that time is really high. Cause you can't mm-hmm. get away from your abusive partner. So we were raising money. So like I was doing these virtual shoots and telling people how to shoot and raising a shit ton of money. It was like the most fun and it gave me something to do and it made me feel productive and it was awesome. Right. The funny part about all of this is I just had signed my lease to my studio, um, January of 2020. New, 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 new. Yep. Uh, my first brick and mortar, I'd had a studio ever, since 2017, but that was like my first brick and mortar, not my home or my apartment. It was uh-huh. like, yeah, I'm doing it. And uh, so I had this huge studio space and I didn't have anybody to shoot in it. So I was like, let's go. And that was that. Uh, and I've sort of continued the series. We've done um, Valentine's Day series. We did this most recent one was 100 poses in 100 days. Um one of the first ones was like 10 days to feel better in your skin. So I do them kind of sporadically, but it's just to help people feel better in their skin. And boudoir is not obtainable, attainable for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Like financially, it is a commitment. And I know that, and I know it's a luxury, but I want it to be accessible to everybody. And that's my way to do that. Like I can't change my pricing, but I can help you do it at home. Yeah. And so that's what I do. And I love it. That's so awesome. And your message, um, I love how many avenues and directions that you take your um, like life passion. It seems like it really, you have your hands in a lot of buckets and um, it's very clear that you 
are on a mission and it's just, it just radiates through you. So I absolutely love that. Thank you so much for all the work that you do. I'm sure you don't get your own thank you enough. Um, so I'm here to give it to you. Um, what, how did you move into boudoir? How did you get into that from family portraits? Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so I was shooting a little of everything when I first started, I was actually working for a minor league baseball team in Myrtle beach at the time that I got my first camera. And I started shooting every day at the ballpark. Cause I was in sales and I shot like crowd interaction shots. I shot my clients. Like I always had my camera with me. And that was from 2012 to 2016 when we parted ways. And in 16, at that time, I was like, I'm just going to try it. I'm going to do weddings. I'm going to do families. I'm going to do real estate, headshots, all of that. The common theme, sadly, of all of those genres of photography, including like real estate, people get so self-conscious is everybody hates their body. There is no one that's exempt from like disdain of their body. And it is the weirdest experience. And you don't really notice as like an individual, like we think about our, we hyper think about our body all day. We never think that the person next to us is doing the exact same thing until you have a camera in their hand. And it just like word vomits out on you. Like, Oh my God, I don't like my side profile. Don't take any pictures that way. (laughs) And it's like everyone moms were missing their entire daughter's weddings because they didn't want to be shot from the profile. I'm like, mama, you, this is an important day. Like stop worrying about where we are. And my team is focus on your girl. Right. And I would go home from shoots and just ache, like, especially family shoots. Mom would get there and she would be frantic, got everyone ready. Dad doesn't want to be there. She's trying to wrangle kids. It's hot. You know how humid it is down Mm -hmm. here. Like hot. It's Sandy. She's not ready. She's putting makeup on in the car. And then on top of all that, she has like major body dysmorphia issues. And I'm like, mama, you're so beautiful. Who, who cares? Right. So all of that to say, I just felt this like major calling to create a space that allowed people just to be like, come as you are, you don't need to change. You don't need to lose weight. You are perfect the way that you are. And that's that. And I realized that you could do that through boudoir because boudoir is like this ambiguous thing, right? So for me, it could be anything you wanted it to be. It could be glamour. It could be really sexy headshots. Like my mom came and shot and she wore this beautiful dress and this gown. Like it could be whatever you want it to be, but you're going to show up and we're going to celebrate you for who you are. And that's how Caitlin Scott started. Like that wasn't my original company's name, but you can't put butts and babies together in the South. So like (laughs) you can't have titties and ass and then babies. So I had to separate. And then I just went full blown into Caitlin Scott and never really looked back. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And it's true there. Um, Boudoir can be whatever that you imagine it to be, which was uh, mind boggling to me because um, I had to do, she was like, all right, do you have like a vision? I was like, ass, I don't know. Like city, some ass. I, don't, I was like, I don't, I don't know. She was like, hey, you have Pinterest board. I'm like, I'll be sure to put that on private. I was like, I don't, and, and Boudoir is very hard to find on Pinterest, by the way. I was like, I just um, look at poses, whatever. And so I found a few and she was awesome. Um, and, and any good boudoir photographer will really guide and, um, just make you feel very comfortable. Um, but it is like, like a plunge. It's almost like an ice water bath where it's like zero to a hundred, um, which is my preferred way of conquering things. It's like, I got to go to the extreme in order to get to the normal level. Like, and yeah. So 
when when you're talking about confidence, do you um I think it's a hard it's a hard like thing to grasp and do you think confidence in in your body and in yourself um would you say that that is a journey where there is another another side almost like a, a switch flip or a top of the stairs or something like that or is it like many things yeah very much like an up and down kind of a, almost a consistent battle so I think it's both so you start your journey oftentimes at the very bottom of the barrel. You get sick and tired of feeling sick and tired in your skin. And like you wake up and you're like, fuck these pants, fuck this attitude. I am sick and tired of feeling like this. I have to do something to feel better. Right. And that for a lot of people is the catalyst to start like curating their feed and stop looking at things that make them feel icky and like things like that. God, yeah. Like, I think that's a huge piece of the first step of, okay, I have to take the plunge. I've got to curate my feed. I've got to get away from the people that make me feel icky. And I have to stop talking to myself this horribly. Right. And you start pushing this little ball up the hill and you're like, Hey, I'm doing really well. I haven't really thought about my body. And then something is going to make you feel like a potato and you fall back into it. Potato. Right? <laughs> like, I'm a potato. <laughs> I'm a potato. <laughs> so like you wake up some days and you feel like, okay, I can push my rock up this hill and I'm going to keep going. And then you'll hit something and it'll dip you back down and it'll keep going and you'll kind of dip and flow and dip and flow. What I think people assume is that they get to this top of the cliff and they can jump, right? And then that they can fly. It's not like that because you have to push your rock up the hill to get from body hatred to body tolerance. Mm -hmm. You just have to wake up and not hyper-focus on your body and know that your body is just a tool, right? So people miss the tolerance part and they think I can go from hatred to acceptance and joy. And that's not how it works, right? You have to like push this rock up this hill and it dips and flows and you get to the top and you're like, Hey, I didn't think about my body today. Hey, I wore this bikini. And I didn't think one time that anybody thought about me. I don't love the way I look in it, but I also didn't hyper-focus on what people thought of me. Right. And it goes from that. And then you start to build those days together where it's like one after the other, you're not hyper-focusing on yourself and you're not thinking about it. And then one day you'll wake up and you'll be like, I love my hip dips. That's new. That's a new sensation. I love the way my belly feels in these pants. Like for me, it was such a up and down eating disorders, dysmorphia, total hatred my whole life to all of a sudden I, I realized that everyone felt the way I did. And when you start to see that, then you start to tolerate your body. And from there you can get from tolerance to acceptance. It's not perfect all the time. It's always going to be a journey because our society tells us that we have to fit in this tiny little box. Right. But for me, it is a journey that once you get your ball rolling, it's much easier. Like you don't have to push so hard every day because you're not hyper-focused on your body all the time. I just think it's a beautiful journey. And like, there's no one right answer for me. I like the more I saw my body in photos specifically, and the more I like touched the things that made me feel squiggly the better off I was, you know what I mean? So like every journey is different, but yeah, it's a uphill, downhill, uphill battle. If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, no. And, and your point about, um, curating what you're taking in, I think that's so important. And something that I think that I don't think I know people take for granted or don't 
um, put power behind his words and realize how much like they matter. I am, I'm all, I mean, it is almost to a point of like, um, skepticism is not the word. What's the word, um, when you're, um, uh, uh, what's, uh, what's the word when you're afraid of scary things or you're, um, think something's going to happen or terrified, anxious, paranoid, 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 yep. Paranoid. Um, it's like, I have like a paranoia thinking mm-hmm. almost like it's a literal superpower. I am, I am weird about words. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, and thankfully my husband is not as weird as me, but he definitely does not let me say, you know, poor things against myself. Like it's so yeah. easy to go like, like you make a mistake. You're like, Oh, sorry, I'm dumb. And then you just keep going. I literally, I can't, I won't. And yeah. if I say something, I immediately, like I have to, and that's, that's how I, I battled in, in one of my worst times of body confidence and self-confidence. Yeah. That's how I would battle that is it, when I thought or said something, I immediately would say two things that were good. Cause I was like, I don't know how else to yeah. com- combat that besides doing yeah. like literally trying to smush it with one and then cover it with the other. So, yeah. and I mean, the power that your own words have, like you still take Absolutely. them in your own thoughts. You still take those in. I don't, I honestly don't know what's worth worse thinking something or saying something because thinking something keeps it in a silo um, and allows you like, you don't really yeah. recognize it. And you especially don't see that power. And then it festers, at least when you say it, yeah. like you have to hear yourself say it, but then again, yeah. you're, you're listening to these words and it is, it is mind boggling what people Absolutely. will say on a daily basis. Like they will just I'll be just at lunch with my friends. Somebody will say something and like, oh, well, of course I would do that because I'm stupid I'm or, um, or, or oh, I I'm, could never. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's bizarre. And I'll be looking around. I'm like, oh my God, are you, it's, I genuinely feel like it's a supernatural being or something like spewing out of my I'm, mouth. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to summon the devil or something. Like I'm going <laughs> to do yeah. something. Yeah. Like, this is, it's, it has so much power. It does. And it's weird because. Uh, when it's said in your brain, it feels like um, somebody else is saying it. Mm-hmm. You don't take onus of your own voice in your head, right? It feels like um, like the universe talking to you a little bit and it feels so final. It feels so right. Oh my gosh, that's a good point. Right? So like they tell you to listen to your gut instinct. Well, that's the voice in your head and it's you, mm-hmm. right? When you say something in your brain to yourself, like, Nobody loves you because you're fat. Nobody loves you because you're ugly. Nobody loves you because you're too short, too tall, too whatever. Your body immediately believes it because we're taught our whole life to listen to our gut instinct. And that is our gut instinct, right? But our gut instinct was trained. Yeah. Years and decades of diet culture and uh, thin privilege and glorifying small bodies, that that's the right answer, that that's the rule that you have to follow, right? So- when it's, when you say it in your brain, it feels so final. When you say it out your mouth, you have to think, oh my God, I would never say that to somebody else. What the heck am I doing? Right. So I always say like Brene Brown says, you got to bring the gremlins out from the dark. I want you to say in my studio, the things that make you feel uncomfortable, because if you can't say them, you can't face them. You can't bring them to the light. And it's not about being toxic positive, right? Toxic positivity is the fucking worst like, oh, don't talk about my friend like that. Or don't say those things to yourself. Say them out loud. So then we can heal them. 
get them out. They're like a boiling, bubbling pot. Get them out, all the way out. Talk about it. Stand in the mirror and tell yourself everything that you say in your brain. And you would go, I would never say that to somebody else. Why the heck am I saying it to me? Right? It becomes from final to like, whoa, that is not it. Right? And even using words like, like fat to me used to be such a shameful word. Like, I think I'm fat now and I love the word. It brings me so much joy. I'm like, yeah, I'm fat. I love it. Right? Even just reclaiming the words that used to be a weapon and using them in a way that makes me feel good and joyful and happy is a total different ball game. Like I, five years ago, could never have done that. Right. Yeah. Uh, but it's just a matter of like bringing all this stuff to the light. And I think the, the reason I think photos are so powerful is it does it visually without you saying it like Ooh. the physical representation of all the things that you're thinking in art form, right? Mm-hmm. There's no way to hide from it. It's a video, it's photos, it's some, the way somebody else sees you. Right. And so you can't run from that. And then you just learn that that's your body and that's your tool and it gets you from point A to point B and it's beautiful. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, there's, I could talk about this all day. Cause I love this stuff. It is very much a mental game. Yeah. Long, long-term mental game. Yeah. I was at a, um, conference once and I mean, love hate relationship with that, that time of my life. Um, really following, it was a big life coach era, a big, um, like self-help book era, which I think are really awesome. Um, this particular person, I don't think was a good person to follow. And I went to two of their conferences. Um, so you're talking about, I probably had the same following. Yeah, yeah. Chat about that later because I don't want to just whatever. Um, but um, there were good things that came out of it, I'm sure. And at one of the conferences, um, and it's funny because I didn't even I didn't go with like a goal of like, oh, I need to boost my confidence. I mean, I was really lost in life. There was a lot of other problems, but one of the exercises that they did, um, and I would love to um get your take on this. What what you think of this exercise? Because it is powerful for sure. So, um, she had us write down all of our negative self-talk almost Mm -hmm. in like a letter. Um, like she was like, get it out, whatever you think, get it out. Um, and I was like, oh, I don't have anything. And then I start writing and I was like, Ooh, yuck. And then, and then she made you pair with a stranger and you had to say it to them. And it was, I, and it, it was, I mean, of course I started bawling crying, but cause like, yeah. I 100% understand why she did it. And I think it even if you are, if you are in a place where you need that, mm-hmm. oh my gosh moment where, why would I ever say this to myself? And I would never say it to another person that for sure kicked you in the ass because you're looking oh. at somebody and it was, it was all women. Uh, yeah. All women, I believe. Um, and so, I mean, I had to look at this girl I did not know and ah! tell her these things. It, it, oh mean, my God. I, I can, I can, I literally could get goosebumps because it was oh my god (laughs) it was it was was meant to be a slap in the face and it certainly was oh that gives me goosebumps I would never say them to another person but I have done the um post a photo of your little self on the mirror and and read the things that you say to yourself to her and realizing that you would never tell that sweet little girl what you tell yourself every day 
Yeah. I don't know why that gives me so many goosebumps, but yeah, I know that literally makes me want to cry. I'm going to have to hold it together right now. I know me too, but like, it's that same principle of the words that we say in here, we validate, but we would never say to anybody else, mm-hmm. especially our baby self. Yeah. Like, and it's I hard to know that. which thoughts are real or which thoughts to listen to. It is. Uh, it is. And the cool and sad thing about this that we don't talk enough about is that you get to reparent your inner child the way that you wanted to be parented. And I operate my life now the way that I wished I had a really good life. I mean, don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. My parents didn't know I was the biggest one in my family by far. I looked like my grandma. Everybody else looked like somebody else. Like nobody looked like me. I was chubby. I was tall. I was plus size. They were all fit and thin and all the things like it's hard. It's hard because I wished I had been parented a little differently. And now I walk through the world hoping to be the voice of somebody else's inner child that they maybe didn't have. And I really strive every day to show up on my platform that way because I don't ever know who the one, my, my only goal every day is to affect one person. I never know what that person needs, but I know what I needed. And that's how I show up in this world because it's super powerful when you can, and you do reparent your inner child. And she wasn't wrong. She didn't choose the body that she was born into. Right. And she didn't deserve all of the shit that she was put through. And so for me, it's like being able to read those things back to her and know that I would never say that to you. And I hope I never say it to myself again, I think is really powerful. So it's the same, it's the same thing. It's just, I don't know if I could do it to a street. Yeah. You don't get, I mean, you know, I, you're, we're in the middle of a life-changing conference or whatever. And so you take the opportunity take the yeah. opportunity where it is. Like I, I get, you know, if, if there's going to oh. be setting to do that, that's it. But I was like, Oh my God. I would have just sobbed. I would have just oh, like, Oh, blubbering idiot. I'm I was, so sorry. I don't mean this to you. <laughs> literally. I was like, Oh my God. And I, I didn't expect myself to. Oh, I would have blubbered. I, I like that. So I was like, Oh my God, what's happening? Um, have you, okay. Have you listened to any uh, songs by Maddie Zam Zane? Oh my God. Okay. Love. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the hot girl cry. Okay, I'm big, big fan of sitting in your emo shins, and we, so we, oh, we're we went to dinner. It was me and um squad, which is our core group of friends. Who's going to be the godparents to my children, so, and like the, they're going to call yeah. me like those type of people. I feel Love very, that. very, very lucky to have a group like that. Yeah, we get together a lot. So squad, we went to a squad dinner, and the girls were like, oh, we want to listen to music after this and we don't want to listen to your trash music girls are going to go in one car boys go in another whatever and so me and my friends um one of them had never heard of maddie and we're like i'm so sorry you've never heard fat funny friend and she was like have you not heard my fat funny friend literally i was like she was like no and (laughs) what so we did the car you had to touch her makeup up didn't you yeah (laughs) dinner and i was like okay she, and she was like, ready. She was like, oh no, I'm ready to ball my eyes. I was like, okay. Like, are you? And so, she, are you sure? so <laughs> me and me, and, my friend in the backseat singing away, me in the front seat singing while driving. And I'll like look over once in a while and <laughs> poor girl, we, we did this for fun. We did yeah. this for fun. She's bawling. And I was like, yes. So we're all crying. 
crying in the car, like having a good old time with a hot girl cry, listening to that funny friend. And then we listened to the other one that's like also an absolute punch in the face. Um, I know I'm oh. trying to think of the name of it and how it goes right now. Uh, um, it's one of her other bigger songs. Ah, oh, dang it. This is gonna. Um, She's like holding oh, the hand over her dog. You might not like her, obviously. Yes. I was like, yes. how did I not? Yes. Oh, and she. Yes. Bawling her eyes out. Bawling her eyes out. Like, yes. So we're all, we get, <laughs> we get to my house. It's not a long drive, but it was long enough for those two songs. And she just looks at me and we're both just bawling. And we're like, okay, you ready to go inside and have some drinks? <laughs> You're like, let me wipe my nose really quick. Yeah. And I we're leaving the car. We're like, oh my God, that was so great. Yeah. <laughs> I just it's- wanted to cry. <laughs> But like, again, it's the visual representation of how we all feel. Yeah. Every person feels this fucking way. I don't care what size body you're in. I don't care. We all walk around with the most crazy dialogue and the most insecure humans because our whole lives we've been taught that we are never going to be good enough. It's a capitalist society. It's a $6 billion industry, right? We will never be enough. And we are conditioned to believe that. And so it doesn't matter if you live in a size double zero body or a six or seven X body, the insecurities are the same. Mm-hmm. They're the same. I started healing because I realized that I wasn't the only one and I wasn't alone. And I said, why the fuck are we not talking about this? Why are we not talking about this? Everyone feels this way. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. I swear I was like, Maddie, I'm just going to call her Maddie because I don't want to butcher her last name multiple times. I was like, um, next to Taylor Swift, she's one of the best lyric artists I've ever heard. She is, I mean, so good. If you haven't listened to her songs, go into a dark, 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 dark closet where nobody will see you and then listen um, because, and don't go anywhere that you actually have to present yourself or be emotionally stable because it ain't the time. Um, So, okay. I was thinking about this this week. Yeah. And, um, it was, I just, it was something I realized about myself and, and I kind of want to make a TikTok about it, but, um, I, I definitely have, have been, I've, I've climbed the hill and I've gotten a lot better than I used to be. And so, and I also think, um, you know, you should, it's not, um, it's not like arrogant or whatever for, if you're having, like, you think you're really hot, like you should say like, I'm really hot again, words have power. And uh, so I've gotten, I've gotten to a really good place, but there are always what? days and there are always a picture that you don't love. But I realized like, I, I was really frustrated one day and it had to do with my body, mm. but my frustration has changed. Um, and I like it. And I was like, okay. interesting. Um, I was, I don't, I don't remember if I was talking to myself or talking to Joseph. I'm not really sure, but I was looking in the mirror. Um, and I was like, oh, that's not what I look like. And I was looking mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, that's not what I look like. And I was getting frustrated because the image I have in my mind is the right. best one. Mm-hmm. So when I look in the mirror, I'm just, you know, bloated one day, whatever, your body yeah. fluctuates. It's, you know, it is what it is. I was like, oh, that's not what I look like. And and I would get frustrated when I would see pictures and I want to get better at, at taking photos because I, because I want to best represent myself. Like yeah. I want the me on the photo to represent the me in my head. Yes. And I realized that my default in my mind, which I don't know when this happened, but I thank the God it did. My default in my mind is the best version. I assume the best. Mm-hmm. And so when I don't see it, that's what gets, that's what's frustrating. Mm-hmm. It's not 
I am ugly. I'm worthless. I, I am gross. Yeah. This is fat. This is what this is right. large. This is not right. Blah, blah, blah. It's that's not right. That's mm-hmm. not, that's not the best representation of me. Therefore it doesn't like, it's, it's just not me. I'm like, I am. So I let, me I, ask, let me ask you this. Yeah. Why do you call that version of yourself best? You know what? See, and as we're talking about this, I'm like, you know, I, I, I was wondering if this was a good thing or not. I think it's good in many ways. And I think it, it could be poor in other ways. Um, because it is a version of my body I like. Okay. But caveat to that, if that body changed to something like drastically, then what would that talk look like? I don't know. Right. Is it best because it was the smallest? Um, Was it the strongest? Was it the fluffiest? Was it the most booby? Was it the most buddy? What was it? Why was it the best? I guess it's, yeah, yeah, I I think, um, I mean, it would just be kind of like how I would describe myself. I'm like my best version of me, describe me of like, I love my butt. I think I got a cute little bubble butt. I am, I have like kind of an athletic build. Like I've always been gymnast build. I really think I should have done gymnastics. I don't know what, (laughs) what I, why I didn't do that, but, um, I I really like that. Okay. (laughs) I really like that about myself. Also, I've looked for adult gymnastics class. Do you realize that there is such, there's a huge, well, a huge market for that, meaning I want to do it. And there's very little, in fact, none that actually do adult gymnastics for those who want to do things later in life. There's classes up here. Come and visit. There's classes up here. Oh my God. Okay. A couple of my friends do it. They love it. (gasps) Shut up. Yeah. Okay. I need to do that. But anyway, so like, yeah, my, my best version in my mind is like, butt looks good. Yeah. like athletic build. I have had abs and I yeah. have like a muscular build. So in my head, I'm like, yeah, that's who I am. But See, I don't, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. You know, what your brain is doing is it's protecting you. So it's called dysmorphia, right? <laughs> uh, not a bad thing. A lot of us have never had somebody define that. It's like one of those terms that I've just heard all the time. So I use it, but I've never actually had somebody describe what it is. So body dysmorphia is when you imagine your body different than actually what it looks like. And so a lot of times, um, so I was, and I don't talk about this a lot, but I was anorexic in high school and I was the smallest I ever was. I was 132 pounds, the same time, I'm 5'11". I had no period. I was losing my hair. I was a disaster, right? But the vision in my brain was my fat chubby self from my childhood the images didn't match. I could look in the mirror and see the girl, but couldn't see myself. So oftentimes what happens is the person you see in the mirror doesn't represent the person in your brain. And that can go both ways. It can go from, um, you're really, really skinny and you only imagine yourself fat, or it could be you're a fat person and you can only see the skinny version of yourself. Right? So it can go both ways and why it's harmful is oftentimes the person that you are imagining never existed. It's the ideal of what you want her to be. Mm. And so it can be a little dangerous because it's a game you'll never win. Right. So when I talk to people about the way that they see themselves, I encourage them to take more images because the more you expose your brain to your current body, the more that image in your brain will change to your current body. If we continue to hide ourselves and not take photos, not look in mirrors, not show up for ourselves, not see our bodies and hide, 
we can live behind the image in our brain that we've created that doesn't exist ever. It never has. Right. So the more you can expose yourself to your body and to your image of your body through somebody else's lens, whether that's photos that you take of yourself or photos that somebody took of you, the image in your brain starts to change and it becomes more representative of the body that you currently live in, which helps you get to body neutrality because then there's no good, Mm -hmm. right? There's no, that body was good. This body's bad. It's my body is my body. It's built to ebb and flow. It's going to fluctuate, right? It's the meat suit that gets me through the day. It's my tool, but there is no good or bad. And so to me, I asked that question of why is it good? It's good because it's what society told you it should be good, mm-hmm. right? It's not good because of how you felt. It's not good because of how she made you feel, right? So when you stop defining your body as good or bad and you start seeing in your brain more of a representation of who you are, you no longer really see your body in that regard. You remember how your body felt in moments. And I know this is really woo-woo hippie, but like you no longer assume that the experience was fun because your body's good or the food was yummy because it made you feel skinny. It's like, I felt really good in this moment because I was present and I didn't once think about my body. It wasn't good or bad. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, no, I think I, it does make sense. And that's why I wanted to open this conversation because, um, well, of course I didn't think of it that way in my head. I was like, oh, this is perfect. This is a great, great mentality to be in. And I mean, um, I, it's I think not- it's a step. It's certainly mm-hmm. a step. Um, and, uh, it certainly, you know, gets me, gets me to a good place. And, but I agree um, like really looking at it, it can hold me now because I am like, I'm in really good shape. And so I fit that image in my mind. And so there, the puzzle piece fits where I want it to fit. Um, but it's not, you know, it's not a perfect mentality. It's not body neutrality because what happens when that changes, um, which inevitably will, it's a body. It is life. It's that's how the world works. Um, And I think I wanted to bring that up. Mamas really struggle with that because it's like the BC AC before kid after kid. Oh my gosh. Literally. Of course I don't have kids. And that concerns me more than it should. I know Uh, it does. So that is a very, very big thing. And a lot of my clients experience that I want to feel good in my body. Like I felt before kids, right? Oh, my kids destroyed my body. I have all these stretch marks now and all this hangy skin. And it's hard because again, we hyper-focus on our body and we are taught that your worth is defined by how small your body is and how perfect your body is. Mm -hmm. But in reality, I don't have kids. I don't want crotch gremlins. I don't want them. Right. I have more stretch marks than most people on this planet. Right. So it doesn't matter your body is going to change whether you have kids or not. You're not going to have your 20 year old body when you're 32. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you had kids or not, right? You're going to have some fucking stretch marks. You're going to have some wrinkles. It's going to be different, right? And so it's hard as a person who is now living in a new body, possibly for the first time to get out of your own way and say, I'm not going to define one as better than the other. My body is my body. And I live in it and it helps me survive and it takes me from day to day and it brings me a lot of joy. Yeah. And it's hard. Yeah. 
I, yeah. and, and, and I was introduced to this, um, because a, uh, influencer that I follow, she had a, a baby mm, about a year ago or something. Um, yeah. doesn't really matter anyway, but she's talked about like, it's relearning. She was like, yes. it's literally like introducing yourself to a new person. Like it, it, you feel completely foreign. You feel like an alien in your own body. Like it's yeah. such a weird experience, which for me, um, I was like, amazing. That's terrifying. Um, but <laughs> Like, yeah. you know, I'm glad it, you don't know what you don't know. And so um, I'm glad she, yeah. she talked about it because expectations are important. And it also, you know, gives me the chance and anybody who listens or watches the chance to yeah. then know kind of what battles could be coming that you can kind of prep yourself for. Yeah. Prep yourself for and know that um, society expects you to bounce back and lose all this weight mm-hmm. right away. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Your body's not built to do that. Your body is built. Yeah to make milk and produce hormones and do all the things, whatever the fuck bodies do when they have babies, right? Mm-hmm. They're just never going to go back to how they were. And that's okay. And it's the the act of reintroducing yourself. Like you just said, that's beautiful to the new human that you are. And knowing that one is not better than the other, they are equally as important in your journey. And they're equally as beautiful. Like that, when you can get to that point, it's kind of like my food journey right? We're taught our whole life that food is either good or bad. And there's no in between food is just energy. Yeah. Food literally just fuels our body to give us energy. Right. So when you stop thinking about it, like, uh, food is either good or bad and polarizing it, you start to get to a place where you can just like eat intuitively and you eat and you fuel your body and you eat what you like and all the things, right. Uh, it's the same thing with body image. When you can let go of one good, one bad, you get to this happy place in the middle where you're like, I don't know, today I'm an 18, tomorrow I might be a 16. I might wake up tomorrow and feel bloated as fucking like a potato, but the day after I'm going to feel like a bad bitch, right? And it's just kind of like ebbing and flowing and kind of wandering through this whole new path of like- And disconnecting yourself emotionally. Yeah. That's been a major theme in like a lot of podcasts and conversations I've been having lately. I wonder why- Hmm. The universe will keep putting it in path in front of your path. One hundred percent. Disconnecting from the result. Disconnecting uh, your emotions from something that are not emotional. Um, yes. All that kind of. Oh stuff. yes. Mm-hmm. Nail head. That one. That right yeah. there. Yeah. Disconnecting your emotions from something that's not emotional. Yeah. Like oh that. my gosh. And I... That was good. Oh. My oh. That was good. That was a good. We should turn that. That'll be one of the like posts. We'll make that. Um. One of the little reels or the we Instagram tiles. One of those Absolutely. quotes you can put on the sto- your stories. Perfect. Oh, um. <laughs> yeah, I think that's really important. And I think I utilize the art of photography because it's what I know. Mm-hmm. And I I know it helped me tremendously. And I know that even if you don't have the ability to take the photo and see the photo, standing in front of the mirror and talking to your body you are good. You are keeping me alive. You are doing everything you're in power to help me live the life, best life I can. You're doing everything you've got, right? Like touching and feeling the wiggly bits that make me feel like my body is betray- betraying me. And like, I have some pretty weird chronic illnesses and issues now. And so oftentimes I feel like my body is just like betraying me. Mm-hmm. And a lot of women feel that way, especially through like miscarriage or yeah. um, really hard births or divorce mm-hmm. or whatever, right? Your body is to blame for all of that. Your body is just trying to keep you alive and you have to disconnect that from each other. 
because your body is doing everything in its power to keep you alive. And sometimes that means you gain weight. Sometimes that means you lose weight. Sometimes that means you grow hair in places that you fucking shouldn't have hair growing. Mm -hmm. Right. Like it's all very normal and it's all stuff that we need to talk more about. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I feel like one, if you're up to it, we have to have you back because absolutely. I mean, I, I know we've got a lot more to say. I don't think, I think I had, what what was on my prep sheet? How many questions? <laughs> we see. got to like two of them. <laughs> I had eight and we got there too. Yes. Wonderful. It was, um, Great. please tell me what you do and yeah. uh, how you started in boudoir. Awesome. Yeah. We got through yeah. that, good, but good, this good. has been such a powerful conversation. I, um, I know that, that um, the people listening, I hope, I hope that this is touching something, um, and it's touching someone that needs to hear it. Just um, one That's my only goal in life. Just, just one, one person a day who can hear my message and know that they are not alone is the only reason I do what I do. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for coming on for those who want to hear more of your voice and see more of your gorgeous face. Yeah. Where can they find you? TikTok. I'm big on TikTok. That's where you see my voice and my face the most. Mm -hmm. Be Caitlin Scott. Uh, or if you want to hop over to IG and actually see my work, it's, uh, Caitlin Scott Boudoir. And then you can always hit my website, caitlinscott.com. Love it. Thank you so much. You're amazing guys. If you enjoyed this episode, if you're moved by this episode, if you felt that this episode would help somebody else, please share it on your stories, text it to a friend, share it wherever. We love, love, love seeing when you guys share our stuff. And then if you tag us, we can tag you and it's just one big happy family. Super, super fun. Um, Also, if you wouldn't mind being a pal, leaving us a rating and review on uh, Apple, you can actually write something nice. Um, Oh, we could have a fun game um, where okay, let's, what's a fun game? What's a secret message we could have be- people put in the review. So we know like they came from this one. Um, they have to say something nice about themselves. <gasps> oh, I love that. Okay. Perfect. So in the review, um, you know, say what you want to say about the podcast, hopefully positive, And then you have to say something positive about yourself and that'll be like the secret game. It'll be super fun. I love it. <laughs> love it. And then if you are on Spotify, you can uh, give, still give us a star rating. Five stars is um, the preferred, but you know, whatever your heart feels and, uh, but you can't write something. I'm waiting for them to have that update. But anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Caitlin, thank you so much thank for being you. here. And I will see you guys next time. Bye.